What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Down in the Dirt podcast, where we are getting dirty talking baseball, and I am your host, Carson Lee. Thank you for joining me again on episode number 15 of the podcast. On today's episode, I will have Ronnie Williams on the show. Ronnie is a pitcher in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. He was drafted in the second round of the 2014 MLB draft out of American Senior High School down in South Florida. Ronnie is one of those guys who's just a great representation of what this podcast represents, and that's why I wanted to have him on the show today. Ronnie is one of those guys who embodies the hard work ethic and passion for the game, which has allowed him to have the success in pro ball that he has had, including spending last year in double A. I wanted him to provide some insight to you guys on what it takes to become a second round draft pick. And I appreciate Ronnie for taking the time to come on the show today because he is currently in his offseason program and training to get ready for winter ball down in the Dominican Republic, which will be starting here in a few months. And then once that is over, he'll be heading back to spring training with the St. Louis Cardinals and then ultimately preparing for us to see him in the show next year with the Cardinals. So big shout out to Ronnie for taking the time to come on the show today. It's greatly appreciated by me. And I know it's appreciated by, by my listeners, and they are going to enjoy this episode today. And as always, I just want to tell you guys I appreciate you guys for listening and tuning into the show because you are the reason that this show is possible. If there's nobody listening, I obviously wouldn't be able to do the show, so I appreciate you guys. If you could rate and review the show on whatever listening platform that you are on, that would be awesome because it helps the show grow and also helps attract sponsors to the show. If you leave me a comment with who you think is going to win the World Series this year, along with your review of the podcast under that comment, I will pick one lucky winner next week. Now that the season is over and the playoffs are about to start, I'll pick one lucky winner and send them something from me. Be sure to also tag me on social media whenever you are listening to the episode and share the podcast with your friends if you can. Doing this will allow the podcast to grow and will allow more and more more kids access to the knowledge and information I'm trying to provide to help them make the game better and allow them to get the most out of their career. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on whatever listening platform you are on so that you will get a notification whenever a new episode drops. But before we get started with the episode today, I want to tell you guys about my friends over at Jigsaw Massage. Do you like massages? Have you tried out percussion therapy? At JigsawMassage.com, we have the most powerful percussion therapy device on the market with a lifetime warranty and free shipping within the United States. Get ready for real results in pain management with deep tissue massage, recover faster, feel better, and get pain relief. Shop now at jigsawmassage.com and be sure to use my discount code Carson Lee when purchasing to get yourself a discount. Now on to today's episode with my man Ronnie Williams. Hope you guys enjoy. All right you guys so I'm here with Ronnie Williams pitcher in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Ronnie my man how are you doing? I'm doing well how are you? I'm doing good man I appreciate you coming on the show. Hey man to start off, I uh, I just want to see if you could give my listeners 
um, a little background on you, just, you know, how you got started playing baseball um, and kind of, you know, how the love for, your, for the game began for you. Well, I started playing at um, a place in North Miami called Pepper Park when I was five. I played it all the way through high school. I got drafted out of high school in 2014 from American. Um, I'm in my I just finished my sixth season of the minors. It's been a grind. I had Tommy John last year. I'm battling back from that. I came back stronger. I feel good. And that's pretty much it, man. I've been playing the game my whole life. Yeah, man, I, I feel you. That's, you know... Getting drafted out of high school, man, that that's freaking awesome. And to go in the second round like you did, you know, I know that's got to be like a pretty big honor. And especially, you know, to, I mean, for people that don't know, being drafted that high is basically an organization saying, you know, hey, like we are really investing in you. We see you as a vital part of being in the big leagues one day. Uh, so, you know, for you, I'm sure that was probably a big honor. Uh, can you kind of take me through that process um, when you were in high school, you know, just kind of all the emotions that went into that, getting drafted on draft day, um, and then just like the process leading up to up to the draft. Well, I, at that time, going going into American, my junior year, and I was just planning to, to get a D one scholarship to get my school paid for. And then I went to American, and I saw a whole new whole new like version of baseball. It was a different. <laughs> Different story there. Uh, I wasn't always a pitcher only. I started off at center field and shortstop. When I went, when I was at Crop, Michael Crop, I was playing shortstop. Then I transferred to American, and I told Coach Rick just to put me in center field because I played center field and travel ball. My senior year, I became a pitcher only, and I started to my velocity started to tick up. Started throwing really hard. I started throwing 97. Scouts started coming out. I'm not gonna lie. At the beginning, it was I was it was very nerve wracking. I had a lot of guys there in my bullpen looking at me, and I performed. And I happened to go in the second round. It was a blessing. I wasn't expecting any of it to be honest. So when that happened to me, I broke down. It was very emotional. It was it was life changing, man. Yeah, dude. I can I can only imagine. Uh, you know, going going into that like your senior year. Were you going into any showcases or stuff like that, or was was that just all from you balling out during your high school season that people you know start showing up yeah. and watching you? Well, I never really had money to go to the showcases and stuff, so I didn't go to many of them. So most of my exposure came from RB, the RBI program. I went to a thing called the Breakthrough Series where I played in Houston yeah. at the stadium, which was a sick experience, and. going to the tournament so most of my exposure came from high school when i played the big teams like columbus american heritage and did well against them st thomas and the um regional semifinals things like that is what put me on the map yeah i got you was uh were you uh did you already have uh any scholarship offers at that time or like did you know where you're going for college as a fallback option so my junior year i um i got hurt <clears throat> and I didn't come back to the wards the end of the season. I ended up pitching in the state, got hit around a little bit. So going into my senior year, I early committed to a school called FAMU, which was D1, but it was a guaranteed scholarship. Yeah, exactly. The coach told me I was going to be able to play. The coach told me I was going to be able to play both ways, so I was, I was all for it. I was like, all right, he'll build the program around me. So if anything, if all else fails, I'll go D1 to FAMU. I also had a commitment to Palm Beach State, which I was just going to be a pitcher only there. And then I could also commit it to St. Thomas, which is an NAIA. 
So I had three options. Yeah, so you had the had, uh, the uh, the fallback plans going going into the draft, right? Yeah, I, I could have went D one. I could have went JUCO. I could have went to NAI. I had the options. I could have did either one. So what what was like your thinking on draft day? Were you were you already had your mindset to yo like if I get drafted I'm signing or was was it more of kind of oh yeah for sure yeah you just so, you just you just wanted that opportunity I um I wanted yeah in the fourth round the Cardinals called me super early and took me in the second round and I I signed it I I was told that I was gonna go in the fourth round. Oh, I got but you. But the Cardinals came and the Cardinals came and got me in the second round. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, no doubt, I'm gonna sign. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to go in the second round at all. It was a random call. They called my dad, and then they're like, we're gonna take you. At first, they said we're gonna take you at the 72nd pick, and then they called again and said we're gonna take you earlier at the at the 68th because I think the Seattle Mariners wanted me at the 71st pick. So it was a pretty good experience, man. I wasn't expecting to go that high at all. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Were y'all were y'all having any kind of a, a party or anything, or was oh, it? Yeah, I, I was at my uncle's house with my whole family. As soon as I saw, I got on TV. I broke down and cried. Man. It was very emotional. It was a, a very, it was a good moment, bro. That's awesome, man. Especially because you got to spend it spend it with your family like that, man. That's awesome. Uh, so what's like? You go then, you know, you sign and you head off to go to to pro ball and you go to rookie ball. Uh, you know, to to finish out the year. Uh, so I think what that's like what June to like August or something like that, right? That that y'all do that, or is it yeah, till exactly. September? Around, yeah, exactly. So what yeah. what was what was the adjustment like for you to go from from high school where you know you're playing like maybe like twice a week, uh, maybe like twenty to thirty games to going into pro ball where you're about to go play seventy games and you're playing you know every day. What 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 was that adjustment like for you? That that was the hardest part. I had to get used to throwing every day. My velo, my velo was down. I was at the beginning. I was freaking out, but I went to my head coach in rookie ball, and he was like, "It's normal. It happens. You'll get it back eventually." To be honest, it took two years for me to get my velo back, and then as I adapted to it, I, it, I also had to start learning how to build on the off season, how to build a routine to get ready for a, a whole full season. The hardest adjustment I would say is being in the full season. Cause those seasons are long. I'm not. I wasn't used to playing that at all. So my body would get tired. So I had to go and learn how to prepare my body during the off season to prepare for the full season that I can perform to my best ability all the way through. I would say that was the hardest adjustment. Yeah, man. That's the thing. Is, you know, you got to be make sure that you're you're healthy and uh, you're just ready to go day in day out. You know, and I think. I think a lot of people don't really understand. You know, they they just see it as you know you're showing up for for the mm-hmm. game at seven o'clock and you just go out there and play. Like they don't they don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, of you know getting to the field like two or three o'clock. You got all your stretching, you know your pregame throwing. Uh, I know for like pitchers and stuff, y'all do like PFPs. Uh, you know all that kind of stuff that goes into it, man. It's a it wears and tears on you. Yeah. Uh, so what's for exactly. you for you once you're able to get adjusted get adjusted to that grind what what does a normal day look like for you um when you get like say if you're not pitching what's a normal day look like for for you on that i feel around 11 o'clock to get a lift in after that i'll go get something to eat report back to the field at two stretch at three we'll we'll throw take pfps shag if I wanted to throw something off the mound before I went into the clubhouse to get ready for the game, I would do that. And then after that, I would go in, in the clubhouse, eat again, prepare for the game, and be out for the game, ready to go. 
sitting in the bullpen waiting to get my name called. Is that is that what they have you doing right now? Is a bullpen guy? Yes. Oh. Yes, I'm a bullpen guy. Oh man, I thought yeah. you were I thought now you were starting. No, now I'm now I'm a bullpen guy. I used to be a starter, but after surgery and and um after everything that went on, I came back throwing harder than moving to the bullpen, and it's worked out for me pretty well. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's probably that's probably a quicker uh quicker road to the show too. That way too. Just get in there, just light up the gun, yeah, and, and, exactly. and yeah. just light up the gun, sit them down, and then day's over. Uh, you know, like, like I said, uh, or you said at the beginning of the show, man, you just finished this last year uh, up in Double A. So you know, you've gone from rookie ball to to high A, uh, now Double A two years in a row. What do you think has been the biggest uh, adjustment, jumping from level to level, that you've had to learn to be able to you know keep keep advancing your game? Well, first thing is building a routine, coming out the bullpen, being ready to when your name's called to be ready for the next batter, trying to find a, a, a fast way to get up and ready. That was the first thing. Second thing is, hmm, I would I would say that just the competition level, man. You gotta you gotta learn how to. You can't just throw anymore. You gotta learn how to pitch. You gotta make adjustments from swing to swing. You gotta read hitter swings if they're late, if they're on time. It's just a it's just a chess match, man. You gotta know you gotta read the hitters and and adjust pitch by pitch to get them out. And if you miss your spot, they will hurt you at this level. Yeah, yeah, which exactly. Is pretty different from from the lower levels, they might foul it back. But here, if you miss it, they might hit a double or most likely it's a home run. The ball flies now, as you know. So you you were in the Texas League, right? Is that that's where y'all yeah. at? Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's a hitters league, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I know. <laughs> what uh, what do you think? So, man, as a pitcher, what do you think has been your biggest like, just like development that you that you've had um, when it comes to like your stuff? Like, what's really like you think taking to your, your game to the next level? Can you ask that again? You broke up a little bit. I was just I was just saying what like as as far as pitching goes, like with your stuff, what do you think has been the biggest uh? Damn, I forgot what I just had a brain fart. Like your, your biggest growth as a pitcher, um, like stuff wise, from you know um, when you first got drafted. I would say, to now. I would say, first off, fastball command, which is really important, and then second, I learned how to throw a changeup, which I, it helped me a lot this year because I've always had my curveball, I've always had a, a a high velocity fastball, but the changeup has been that 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 pitch that put everything on top. One of the I think it's one of the hardest pitches to hit in baseball. Oh yeah, man, I completely agree. You get a good changeup that's running down and in, you know, into away from your barrel, man. That's that's unhittable, especially when you can you can sync it up with a fastball the same arm speed, man. Those those are those are filthy. Uh, like you said, man. I know you had you had Tommy John last year. That's that's what your surgery was, yeah. right? Well, uh, um, it was a primary repair, which is half the time. That's how I came back this year so fast. So. Yeah, basically, do you, do you know what a primary repair is? Because I can explain it to you. Uh, can you go? Can you go ahead and explain it just for anybody that that may not know? Okay, so a primary repair is when when you only when your UCL the um the ligament only comes off the bone instead of stretching right in the middle, it came off the bone. So what they did, they drilled a hole into my bone. They put an anchor, attached my UCL back to the bone, and then they wrapped a, a bracket around it, which is like a tissue like thing. So it supported it until, and then I only sat out for eight months instead of six. 
version of me getting a whole new ligament. It's my same ligament, and they just attach it back to the bone. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so that that happened last off season, right? Because I remember seeing it on Instagram. Yeah, uh, you know, you going through that. Yeah, it happened in no, it happened in May. It happened May of last season when I first got to Double A. It happened in May, my second outing in Double A. It happened. Oh, so you missed you missed all last year, pretty much. Yeah, I missed all last year in Double A. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. Okay, I got you. So what do you? I guess was that like some of the first adversity you'd kind of gone through in your career? Do you think? Yeah, for sure. I haven't I, I haven't had many injuries in my career, thank God. But uh, that was one of the most most yeah. So what? It was hard to get back. Yeah, man. What what was like? Tell me tell me like your mentality, man, going through that. Because I know that's that's a rough thing to go through. Just you know, like there's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of emotions that you have to go through. Uh, can you just kind of like like basically shed some shed some advice on just how to get through those kind of things and how to face that adversity? Because I actually I have a I have a question uh, from one of the listeners that that was uh, piggybacking off of this. Okay. So at the beginning, I was a little I was I was depressed. I was feeling bad for myself. I was like, why me? And then one day I just sat home and I was like, look, I, I, I want to do this. I want to play baseball. So I'm going to go about this every day as hard as I can, 100 percent to make sure that I can get back to where I need to be. And if I can't get back, then I did everything I had to. And the big thing was the hardest thing was seeing all my all my teammates and, and friends competing. And I couldn't and I couldn't go out there and compete. So what I did, I took all the rehab guys, and we would we would make like a board, and we would we would compete. We would compete during during weights or running, or we we made it competitive in the weight room, which helped me a lot. Yeah. So I went when I wasn't competing on the field, I was competing in the weight room, and that and that put me at max effort every single day when I went into the weight room. Yeah, because you still you still had those guys out there pushing you, uh, you know, yeah. and still still were involved, you know, even if you weren't playing. Uh, yeah, so man, I have uh, Ty Dustin underscore twenty two on Instagram, man. He he sent sent a message, and he just said he tore his labrum in his shoulder, and so he was asking if you ever had any setbacks like this and how to get through them. So that's what I was getting at, you know, with that question, man. He was just looking for advice uh, of how to get through an injury like that. Yeah, man. To be honest, I'm gonna tell you, you you never know what can happen but always work as hard as you can to get back rehab do everything that they tell you to do because when it all comes down to it you want to be able to say i did whatever i had to do to get back and if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be but make sure you put in the work so you know that if you can't get back that you did everything that you could do that's yeah. my best advice to him yeah man just about trusting the process pretty much right Trust the process exactly so trust the process being last year you know this year being in double a Oh uh, man, I kind of I kind of want to see like what your mindset is cuz you're basically you're one step away, you know, from being in the show. So, for you, how much extra motivation is that not only like during the season but now, you know, going into the off season? Like how much does that fuel you knowing that that you're that close? Um, it makes me push even harder. And and the crazy thing about it is I'm watching these September call-ups and it's guys performing hitting home runs and stuff, and I faced them in double-A, and I've gotten them out. So it, it gives me that feel even more to want to be out there and prove that I can be in the big leagues and facing these same hitters that I faced in double-A and get them out. So just basically I go into the weight room every day thinking about big leagues, big leagues. Whenever I'm out 
want to wake up in the morning, whenever I don't want to work out, I just think you got to do it to get to the big leagues, big leagues. That's that's pretty much that's all on my mind right now is to, to work as hard as I can to get to the big leagues, man, because, you know, <laughs> that's where everybody wants to be. Yeah. And it's not easy to get there. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, when you're there next year, you're going to be my first guest that, that's been in the show. So you're going you're gonna to have that honor. Um, is that is that one of those things that that's on your mind, you know, during the season? Or is that kind of just something you just you got you just don't got to worry about and just go out there and play? Like how how does that affect you during the season? Now, during the season, I'll, I'll say this, and, and this took me a, a lot a long time to learn. Also, I just go day by day, stay in the moment, man. You can't think ahead. You can't think in the past. You have to go day by day, pitch by pitch, and that's the way you got to go about it. Because like, and one thing that helped me with that was having surgery. Because before I would be like, oh, I wouldn't say I took it for granted. But I was just out there like I love the game and I'm always like I will always have it. But once I had surgery, I realized one throw, it can be gone just like that. So now I just go day by day, thankful that I got I got by today without being hurt. Thankful that I get to throw another pitch tomorrow. So I just go day by day. I don't think about the big leagues. I stay in the moment and I face each hitter as they come. Yeah, man, and that's I think that's probably, you know, some of the best best advice you can give. Uh, truthfully, you know, that's, that's kind of like my whole reason uh, of starting this podcast, uh, was, you know, like I said, when I messaged you, it was really just to kind of teach guys, you know, that, that the game is full of adversity and full of failure and all those kind of things. And I, you know, I kind of went through the same situation myself when I was in college, uh, cause I got redshirted my freshman year and then my junior year, I ended up getting hurt. And so I missed the whole year and, uh, you know, long story short though, just like, I've kind of gone through that same adversity where the game's been taken away from me. And a lot of like these kids I come across, they don't understand that there's so much more that goes into this game and that, you know, it's not going, getting to the big leagues is not just about getting drafted. You play in the minors for like two years and then you're in the show. Like there's so much more that goes into it. So much more work, so much more like failure and adversity and just stuff that comes along your journey. Oh, man, a lot of failure. Yeah, and there's it, been times when I when I went in the clubhouse and cried and like I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, and it's like if you it, it if, gets to that point. Yeah, bro, and it's like if you can't if you can't learn how to deal with that, especially at a young age, you're not going to be yeah. successful. Especially when you get to college, you know, and pro ball. Like if you can't like grasp that concept that you're gonna fail and be okay with it, man, you're just you're not going to ever have success. And, uh, exactly. So you know, I'm glad. And then the hardest part is failing and knowing that your job's on the line. Yeah. And coming back the next day and bouncing back. Yeah, because that, that's the thing, man. Especially in pro ball, like your 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 job is is like there's no guarantee guaranteed contracts. It's all you know day to day. Uh, you know, you could be here today and gone tomorrow. So it's one of those things exactly, that you gotta man. you gotta show up yeah. every day and perform. Exactly. So, it's, it's cutthroat, man. It's like that now. They only hold on to guys for a little bit of time now. That's why I'm blessed to still have a job today. I'm, I mean, they say because the because of the round that I win, it's supposed to be that I'm supposed to be in the big leagues. But me me being here today, I'm grateful for it because not every, everybody would still have this opportunity after six years in the minors, man. I, I mean, I'm one. I'm about three three of the guys left in my whole class who's still with me. I've seen so many people come and go. It's, it, it happens, man. It, it, it's crazy. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, that's why I'm glad you're able to shed some light on that. Just just to get it from a guy that's, you know, in affiliated ball, um, in double A's, had success. And just to be able to say that, man, that's huge. Uh, so after, after you know, you, you had your surgery, what's now – what did you learn, like, this year 
as far as being key to, to staying healthy? Like I know I know you're preaching on the weight room, but is there anything else that like you you changed in your routine that maybe you started doing to, to keep your arm healthy during the season, even just get that longevity to still have be able to throw, you know, have the velo come at the end of the year, you know, d- during those dog days? Um, basically, like you said, maintaining in the weight room, but also doing your arm care in between outings, knowing when to rest your arm and not throw that day, just the little things like that that keep that keeps you fresh throughout the year. But mostly, most of it is maintaining in the weight room. Yeah, keep keeping that strength, keeping that yeah, body weight up. Yeah, exactly. Do they do they keeping have that weight on? Do they have you guys on a on a throwing program, or is it kind of your own thing? I wanted to take a break in the podcast to tell you guys about my new athletic brand, 1% Athletics. 1% Athletics is a mindset about becoming 1% better every day so that you can grow as a person and to bring you closer to achieving your goals. This brand is for everybody and it's about creating a culture of motivated people who are about adopting the lifestyle to get 1% better every single day. The first 1% Athletic Collection Performance T-Shirt has officially launched. And with every purchase of the original Performance Tee, you will receive a free pop socket with your order. Because you guys are a loyal listener of the Down in the Dirt podcast, if you decide to support my brand, use the discount code PODCAST at checkout to receive 15% off your order. Be sure to stay tuned in the future because I will be adding to the men's collection, but also adding a full women's collection along with more accessories. Check out the website at 1%athletics.com, and I thank you guys for the support. Get 1% better every day. I mean, when you get to the, the, the AA level, it's kind of on your own thing because everybody has their own routine. And you have to, by then, you should know how your body works. So they don't really give you a, a any kind of routine. You have to probably figure that out yourself. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're pretty much grooming you to to already be you know prepared for the show. Yeah. That's one thing I would say. I would say me coming out of high school. At first, I didn't I didn't really understand it, but me going through every level, I learned something new at every level. I, I improve. I got better at something. So I feel like I needed every level to be where I'm at today. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's all it's all part of the growing process. You know. Yeah, are you uh are you playing are you playing winter ball anywhere at all? Or are you gonna be just home training? Yes, I am. I'm We're, playing winter ball for um, Agulas in Santiago, Dominican. Okay, so, I'll be reporting November 10th to December 23rd. Sweet dude, that's that's okay. gonna that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, that that's gonna be awesome, man. I, I wish you the best of luck. So. I know you're back home right now, so are you just you're trying to just uh, get your body ready to go through basically another another short season? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 already lifting. I'm I'm going high, full intensity, high intensity, getting ready to ramp up all the way until I go to DR. I'll maintain while I'm in DR, and then when I come back in January, it's back getting ready for spring training. So this is a very important year for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna kind of kind of year around just to get the exposure. My my rule five draft is this year again, so I could get picked up on the forty man. Who knows? Depending on how I do in Dominican, and then hopefully I get an invite to big league camp and I can start my journey to the big league from there. Yeah, bro, for sure that'd be awesome. Uh, 
can you try to can you kind of take us real quick through what your off season routine looks like? I mean, I know you got you're going to to Dominican, but like, you know, as far as like you're working out and you're throwing stuff, like how do you how do you uh, map that out? What do you do? Um, you know, kind of give these these young guys some advice on on how to take care of your body in the off season. Okay, so Mondays I usually do arms, which is we, when I do arms, I'll throw before I work out. Tuesday it will be legs. Wednesday is is a, a kind of a break day where I run and do it. Thursday back to upper body. Friday legs, heavy, heavy Friday legs. You go as heavy as possible. I'm maxing out on everything. I have the weekend off, and I just repeat the same thing over and over again all off season. So you and you don't take any time off when you get home. You just jump right back into it, huh? No, not me because I I, I feel like this is what I have to do to be ready for the next year. So I'll take about a week off and get right back into it. I hear you, man. I hear you. Take no days off. Yeah. Just get a little bit of rest and then start training and again, man. Another thing Another thing. what I used to do, I'm going to DR this year, so I'm not doing it. I used to still throw, when my season would finish, I used to still throw bullpens through October because my goal is to be in the big leagues and be in the World Series. Yeah, exactly. So I would keep throwing bullpens until the World Series was done. And then I would take my rest, and I would go about my all season that way, also. Yeah, so like to start preparing, like you're already in the show, man. I love that. That's awesome. That's a yeah. great. That's a great mentality to have. You know, I kind of, I never really understood when you know guys that I talked to in the past that they would say like, yeah, you know, I got home and and I take like a month or two off and just kind of like disconnect and all that. And it's like, man, like I can't, like I get what you're saying. Guys have it like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, like I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. But to me, it's always like if I'm not at where I want to be, why would I ever take take time away f- that that could be working towards getting to where I want to be? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like exactly. I I just I couldn't ever look myself in the mirror and be okay with like taking two months off and knowing that that's that may be hindering my progress to get to where I want to be. So the fact that you're just jumping right back into it, man, that's that's awesome, man. That that's exactly my mentality. I love that. I got a uh, I got one more Instagram question for you. And then I have like a few little quick fire, uh, quick fire questions, and then we'll be good. Um, but my man Midnight Moose on Instagram, he said, uh, "How do you stay locked in in high pressure situations during a game?" Oh man, for me that's pretty easy. I'm just a high energy guy. The way I the way I go about the mound is I attack every hitter like they're trying to take food off my plate. So I'm always locked in. Uh, usually. I don't really, I don't, pressure situations don't really get to me. I, I'm a, I always feel, feel pressure every time pressure because I know how to channel it. Because every time I take the field, I shoot for perfection. So I, I, even when it's non, non-pressure or pressure, it's the same feeling for me because I, I take everything like it's a pressure situation. Yeah. And I, I've always been used to getting thrown in the fire. So it's just something that I love to do. I live for moments in the pressure because I just zone out and, and I just, it's just me and the catcher. I don't hear anything. I just see the catcher, I see the mitt, and I deliver the pitch where I, where I need to make the pitch. Yeah, man, that's that's a great way to approach it. Uh, like I said, I want to jump in into the uh, quick fire round, and then we'll be good. I just got about uh, like 10 or so questions for you. Uh, the first one, what's your favorite pair of cleats that you own? The Mike, the Mike Trouts. Oh, I like co- the Mike Trouts. They're pretty comfortable. What color? What what color you got? They're, they're white. They're all white with the red Nike check, and then I put some. So I said, um, I have a pair with, with all 
and white was a red Nike jack, and then I put like a, a gold yellow shoelaces to match with the bat of the Cardinals to like bring out the bat of it. It looks pretty sick oh, in yeah. my opinion, but that, those are my those are my favorite pair. That's dope. I saw I saw on your Instagram you have a pair of uh the original Jordans that you turned into cleats. The red the red and white Nikes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those I just use those I just use for practice though, because the, the the grip on those aren't aren't as well, so I just use them to warm up and stuff. That's the fun part of things. Things you get the, all the gloves and, and the, yeah. the apparel. Yeah, for sure. The, those are clean, bro. Those are really nice. But uh, the second one, what's what's your favorite glove or your game glove that you go to? Um, do a glove brand and uh, the the color. Well, I've always, like I said, I've been a position player my whole life, so pitchers can't do much. So my cliques and my and my gloves always have to be on point. So I have about <laughs> four different ones, and and the brand is Stilo. I just signed with them two years ago. They're new and up and coming. You can check out the Instagram. I tag I tag my the glove company in most of my pictures, so you can find it there. But yeah, I have um I have a, a tan and red one. I have a red and gray one for away. And then I have a red, blue, and yellow one. I have a bunch of them, man. I just it depends on which one looks better with the uniform. I usually go to one of my teammates and say which one should I wear, just around <laughs> and stuff. But I, I don't have a certain one I use for the game. Hell yeah, bro! You look good. You feel good. You, yeah, you look good. You feel good. Oh, you play yeah. good, right? Oh, yeah. uh, you use sunflower seeds or uh, bubble gum? I'm a bubble gum guy. <laughs> I love bubble gum. High pants or low pants? Depends on the day. Usually on the Sunday, I go pants up with like the stare-up look. But either the, uh, the, all the other days, I usually go pants down. I usually go pants up for day games. That's my that's my little routine. There, there you go. Um, what's your favorite big league stadium? And it's not you don't have to have been there. I want to check out San Fran. Except the Giants. Oh, bro, that place I think is. That looks pretty sick. That place is yeah. sweet. It's so it's so nice right there on the water. Yeah, I've I've heard so. I have a lot of big league friends, and they told me it's San Fran and San Diego. So I would love to check out San Fran. Yeah, that, that place is sick, man. I can only imagine what it'd be like playing there, especially like I went. I got to go uh, like two years ago, and. Like, we, there was no one at the game, so we were just, like, moving around in the seats and stuff, and we went up, like, at the very end, up into the nosebleeds, and the view, like, is so sick, because you can look out, and you just see the water, you can see the bridge, uh, you can see uh, Alcatraz and, like, Oakland and all that, it was, like, the view is just, like, incredible, the place is beautiful, I can, I can only imagine what it's like to play there, but it's sick, so I'm, I'm down with you on that, what, uh, favorite uniform, in the major leagues, and you can't say Cardinals. It got to be somebody else. Oh man, those are <laughs> sick. But all right, I got you. Um, I would say the Diamondbacks. I think it's new school. It looks pretty new. It's different. Not a lot of people like it, but I like it. I think it's pretty sick. Yeah, see the way I, they have the light blue. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm right there with you on those. Those with the with the teal. I think those are those are really clean. Everybody else is it, like it dogging on them. Me, it reminds me of like a. Uh, uh, a Miami, like a, a highly uh, uh like a softball uniform. And I, I like it though. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's different. It's different. I will say. If you're, if you're the general manager of a team, who are you starting your MLB team with? 
the general manager. Hmm. I would have to go with Mike Trout. There you go. Hands down. But I don't know. Acuna might be. I don't know. Bro, Acuna. Mike Trout or Acuna. Acuna. Acuna is going to be good. Nasty, did you Did you play against him at yeah. all? No, I, I just I, I got hurt the year that I should have played against him. But I've seen him. I've seen him play. Yeah, man, he's a it's he's crazy. A, he's not even that tall. He's not as big as he looks on TV. No, he's not at all, man. Little. He's a he's a monster too. <laughs> he's a monster. Yeah, exactly. Who was who was your favorite player growing up? Um, but when I get school and uh, like before I right before I got drafted and into the draft, I like Marcus Stroman. I think my energy is pretty is, is pretty similar. I pitch like I'm a bulldog on the mound. Show a lot of energy, a lot of swagger. I think that could be me. You got you got a lot of emotion in the future. Yeah, I show a lot of emotion. I have I have passion for it, man. I love what I do. I, but like I said, I, I lock in and I, I go at, at every hitter. Like it's the last hitter I'm gonna face. So yeah, sometimes I show a lot of emotion. Sometimes it's a little too much, but hey, it happens, man. He's, he's himself. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't I'll- really change for anybody. I love that. I love he that, man. the game. He shows passion for it. I love that. So, when you get to the big leagues, what what's what's the first car that you're going to buy with your uh, MLB contract? When I get to the big league, what's the first what? What's the first car? What, what, what would the first car be that you would buy? Uh, when I first get to the big leagues, I probably wouldn't buy a car. It would have to be when I get a contract. But if I did, I want the, the Lamborghini truck. That that that's, Woo! that's the goal. <laughs> Yo, have those have those even come out yet? I thought I thought they still were coming out for like a few years. Carlos Martinez has one. Oh, for real? And when he pulled up to, when he pulled up with it in spring training, I was like, oh man. <laughs> so fresh, bro. That's clean. That's really clean. All right, man. Before before I sign you off, uh, I just want to see like just one time, one more time, if you could give uh, your last advice uh, to anybody listening to the show. Um, you know, any any young kids, high school, college, whatever. Uh, just your last last words of wisdom coming from you. I just want to say, don't don't take the game for granted. To work hard every day, every time you step on the field, give it a hundred percent, all you have, because you never know who's watching, and just keep working because anything's possible. You never know who's looking at you. You never know when you're going to get your opportunity. Awesome, man. Uh, if you would, could you could you plug your uh, social media accounts and tell everybody where they can follow you on anything that you want them to follow you on? They want to keep up with you? Um, Yeah, I'll give them my Instagram because I don't really go on anything else. But um, my Instagram is ro underscore show eight. Awesome, bro. Well, I, hey, I appreciate you coming on the podcast with me today, man. No, thank you for having me. And that is the end of episode number 15 with Ronnie Williams of the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Let's all wish him the best of luck as we hope to see him in the big leagues next year. The Down in the Dirt podcast fully supports you, man, and we hope to see you in the show next year. Other than that, thank you guys for getting dirty with me on the Down in the Dirt podcast. Until next time.